Welcome to the Exhibit C Podcast, where two guys give their primitive and extremely biased opinions on the state of the National League East Division. Alright, Christian, as we know, the Braves, the Atlanta Braves, just got their asses smacked by the Phillies. I'm not going to say you didn't call it because you called it. You said Eflin was going to come out strong. I thought Eflin was going to get waxed like a Brazilian, but no, no, the Braves, the Braves are the one that got waxed. So give me your thoughts on this series. Obviously, high, high feelings for the guys in Philly. Well, I, it feels great in, in Philadelphia right now. Fans are in the stadium. It was buzzing all weekend. Uh, yeah, it, it was just, I mean, it, it, the opening series of the season couldn't have gone much better. All the concerns we had from last year so far just pretty much gone. Um, I mean, center field on that end, we'll, we'll get to their production later, but the bullpen just came out and delivered no runs in, um, I believe it was seven and a third innings. So that it was those top four guys of Neris, Alvarado, Brogdon, and Bradley. So we'll see what happens once they have to use some more of the depth. But those four guys just they look they look great all weekend. So yeah, I mean from a Philly fan's perspective, it's hard to hard to imagine the opening series of the season going much better than that. Well, that's that's good to hear. Who who for the Phillies? I mean, so obviously the, it's the bullpen and the starting pitching was elite. The bullpen was really solid. So who else? I mean, I'm just going to say this. I think the Braves lineup, they might have scored less runs, but I'm trying to look on baseball savant because I was looking at the expected batting average, like the expecting batting average for the Phillies at one point today was like a buck 50. And then for the <laughs> Braves, it was like 420. And so, and then the Braves only had one hit through like the first four innings. So it was pretty... Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of we were talking, we were joking about it all weekend. But the Phillies, the Braves, this series were the first victims of the Babip gods in the in the MLB this year. They the Phillies didn't really hit any balls hard. Nap the home run Nap hit today was was pretty. Uh, he he launched it, but outside of that, it was all just everything was was probably less than 80 miles an hour exit velocity on the runs or on the hits that scored runs um so yeah just putting balls in play though you, you see what happens and then the pitching and the Phillies didn't score a whole lot of runs um this weekend the Marlins had more runs today than the Phillies have this whole season but with pitching like that, you're going to win games. So, yeah, and and, and before I go on a rant about the Braves, let's touch Mar- Marlins. went one and two, they lost two heartbreaking games. <laughs> they uh, the first game, right? It was who 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 started? Uh, was it um, Carlos Gar- Alcantara? Yeah, Alcantara. Yeah, and then he gives it. Did he give up the home run to? Um, no, so actually, if you look at the Marlins' first two games, their starting pitchers, it was uh, Alcantara and um, Lopez, who they went 11 innings and didn't give up a single run. Neither of them gave up runs. So that's – and they lost both of those games. So that that's pretty heartbreaking if you're a Marlins fan. And, and, and if you go into it, right, we talked about the elite pitching in the NL East, and you, I think you said this yesterday, the Marlins' uh, top two pitchers really did well. I mean, the Braves' Freed was fine. He just wasn't, you know, his – 
number two in the Cy Young voting self. Charlie Morton was really solid yesterday until that fifth inning. And then mm-hmm. I thought Ian Anderson just made one mistake today. I think he struck out seven or eight in five innings. And then yeah, Philly. Anderson. Yeah. Anderson looked really good. I thought uh, just touched on him briefly. He, he just, he got the pitch count up really early and then, um, that it wasn't able to go deeper in that game, but I, it would have been hard to see him giving up more than the just that one run because he was pretty dominant. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he looked sharp today. And again, the only nap randomly just 111.6 miles an hour off the bat just flew that sucker out of there. The only other, so the guys that I, the only guys that I were somewhat impressed about, I'm really happy to see Darno hit the ball extremely well. Several times mm-hmm. this weekend, he had an exit velocity above 108. So that was good to see. I think he's going to be one of the top three or four hitting catchers in the National League again. Matzik and Minter, the Braves bullpen, even though they gave up a run today and a run on to to lose i mean i i hate that rule in extra innings the guy on second i think yeah we should we, we should talk about that a bit no screw that you tell me you're not gonna bring the dh in the national league but hey let's let's keep this freaking cookie cutter of a i don't even it seems it seems a bit gimmicky but i know there are a lot of teams around the league that like it because you don't have to use your whole bullpen and then like i know joe girardi was talking about it in a press conference he said um Every time the game goes to extra innings, what he thinks of is they had a game when he was the Yankees manager where he they they were playing until like they played like seventeen inning game and then had to turn it around and play a, a one PM game the next day. So those long games, I mean, they could be a fun novelty, but the it gets the games over faster and it, it'll be interesting to see how teams play it strategy wise um, going forward. Yeah, no, and, and, I'm, and I'm looking at Baseball Savant. I like to kind of check them out to see some of the advanced analytics. And th- there's a thing called WPA, uh, which I th- it stands for Wins Probability Added, which kind of like – so if you hit a home run and you're down 7-1, to one, that, that doesn't really do anything to, to you know, in, in the grand scheme of the game. So this kind of tries to weigh only the key moments. And then Zach Eflin led all players with – plus 22.6, and then Bohm, because he had that go-ahead single um, mm-hmm. in the bottom of the eighth, and then Ian Anderson led the Braves because he did really well. So, yeah, it's uh, – the Phillies did good. I, I still think the Braves are fine and they're going to win, but the Phillies – again, the Phillies – I think this division comes down to three teams – And I know some people think the Nationals are going to compete. I just don't think that's possible. But I think it's the Phillies, Mets, and Braves. And, yeah, it's going to be a wild year, as we saw. Yeah. And I think going these next uh, couple series for the Braves and the Phillies are going to be really interesting because the Mets and Nationals, unfortunately, weren't able to play that uh, series, which would have been another huge headliner as an opener. But now the Phillies Phillies and the Braves have – the back end of the rotation guys going up against the Grom and Scherzer. So that'll yeah, be exactly that. I mean, that COVID kind of um, screwed uh, the Phillies and the Braves there and more so even than it did the Mets and the Nationals. Well, I don't even think the, I mean, the Braves and Nationals may not even play. I know the Braves are going to fly to DC today, 
but there there's no guarantee that the Nationals are going to be ready to go tomorrow. So, yeah, that whole COVID situation is really shaking things up in the NL East. And, it's on, yeah, again, unfortunately, it would have been a jam-packed weekend, but, you know, in the NL East with the Mets and um, Nationals playing. But, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see tomorrow. We may not even have that much action this week if the Nationals continue to be infested with COVID. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty it's it's pretty frustrating. I know I, I personally was really looking forward for that matchup with the uh, Mets and the Nationals, like see what this Mets lineup really looks like and um see if those new additions for the Nationals give them any juice. But yeah, we'll we'll ha- we'll just have to wait, I guess. Um fortunately the the Nationals didn't affect the Mets like going forward. They they obviously weren't able to play the series, but it looks like the Phillies will be um, playing the Mets tomorrow at seven o'clock, I believe. So that that's good news at least. Yeah, no, I mean, small sample sizes are exactly what they are. Small sample sizes. So uh, again, I think I mean, the Braves the last couple of years has the bats have started off slowly, but I mean, we're going to, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting for the Braves side of things. And I think it's exciting for the Phillies. Um, you know, I know they swept the Braves a couple of years ago to start the season and kind of went downhill from there. But I think this team's built a little bit better and has a little bit more seasonness to it. Yeah, I think – and looking back at that season, uh, I know a lot of Phillies fans kind of chalked that demise towards the end of the year up to – down to the um, Andrew McCutcheon getting hurt. The Phillies were in first in the division, I believe, in June, and then McCutcheon went down with the ACL – and just completely plummeted from there. So hopefully, I mean, health is always a big factor in, in seeding such a long season, but I think there's definitely a lot more um, going for the Phillies. The bullpen is just night and day from where it has been. Eflin keeps making strides. I was, I was really starting to build up the hype to watch him play this year um, based off of his performances at the end of last season. He, I believe he only gave up um, he in his last three starts last year. He had like a 150 ERA and looked really good in the spring. So a lot of people in the Phillies organization are really high on him. And it was great that this game was on ESPN because now he's getting a little bit of love nationally. But, yeah, lot lot to look forward to. The bats weren't really going for either team, but those that will happen over the course of the season. I don't think it's – I mean – the top four of the Braves lineup isn't going to get three hit. They'll get the, I doubt that they will struggle like that in any series for the rest of the season. Yeah. Again, it was a tough series to watch for Braves fans, especially with all that, all those expectations. Azuna struck out seven times in the series, Acuna five, even though I want to say that strikeout in the ninth inning as everyone, as, as Braves Twitter has been freaking out about was the ball was and it wasn't one of those calls that were borderline, like the the umpire was giving all game long, kind of the outside edge, like okay, that, that was a little bit outside, but he called it a strike. I mean, this one was like several inches below the strike zone on a full count pitch, which would have put a runner on first with nobody out in a one run ball game. And I think, yeah, that icing on the cake to a shitty series for Braves. And again, it was a good series for the Phillies. And baseball is back. Unfortunately, for Braves fans. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to get into who we think our top performers were for each team. 
um, in this opening series of the season. Obviously, we will not be able to do those for the Mets and Nationals, although we could assume one of them would have been DeGrom. But so I'll start with the Phillies. I think, I mean, it's hard to pick anybody here, but Zach Wheeler, the dude, that was one of the best pitching performances I think I've seen a Philly have since Roy Halladay, Cliff Lee, those guys. And it, it was seven innings of one hit baseball and then two RBIs on the other side was just, it was awesome. It's awesome to see a pitcher, especially if, since this is likely the last season with no universal DH. It's, it's nice to see a pitcher that actually takes pride in their hitting um, kind of coming from that Mets, uh, that Mets, uh, rotation, their mentality around hitting, but yeah, Wheeler hands down for the Phillies. I think, um, for the Marlins probably going to have to go with Sandy Alcantara. He had a, he had a great game, pitched a gem. Unfortunately, they lost that game one, nothing because the bullpen on the other side was just a bit better, but yeah, great game for him. Um, looking like he's going to continue uh, what he did last year, which is which is a good sign for Marlins fans and that young staff. And then for the Braves, there there are some candidates. I think um, Charlie Morton was a guy that surprised me. He he did he played really well, pitched really well. Ian Anderson pitched really well. All the starters, but I have to give it to Travis uh, Darnold because I, I didn't expect him to have a whole lot of carryover from last year, but it looks like he's just about the same guy. He, he laced some balls and he was really the only guy offensively for the Braves that really was able to hit the Phillies pitching this weekend. Yeah. I think all those guys are solid candidates. I think for me, I'd go with Hector Neris, right? The Phillies had 10 saves and like 40 potential save appear, like, you know, opportunities last year. So getting two out of two to start the year is huge for Neris. And I think he, he appeared in all three games. Um, yeah, he, he did. Yeah. And no runs again for Phillies bullpen, which is just, it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, the whole words. bullpen was huge. Yeah, it was huge. And uh, the Braves, I mean, yeah, Charlie, I mean, this is Charlie. I mean, I, I wouldn't pick a starting pitcher because I don't think any of them were, had an elite or even like really solid performance. I think they were just solid. So I'm going to go at Magic, Tyler Magic from the bullpen, throwing, hitting like a hundred, almost 101 miles an hour from the left side. Not much. I mean, I mean, you could go with Darno, but I don't. Th- I mean, there's just not much to be happy about as a Braves fan, and it's a lot of doom and gloom right now. All right, on my end, I don't. Wasn't fun watching the series, but yeah, for the Marlins, I'm gonna go with my guy Adam Duvall. He didn't really have a good series, but he hit a pinching home run against the Rays yesterday, which I was just happy to see because I generally want to see him succeed as a player, and so I'm just happy that he has a team in the Marlins that hopefully he'll get a good amount of a bats this year. So I'm gonna pick my boy Doobie down there, um, and then yeah, obviously we can't pick anybody on the Mets and Nationals because uh, there's they didn't play. Thanks, Nats, freaking. Yeah, I mean, we could keep it with the Marlins for a little bit because I know we talked about that series a a small amount earlier, but just looking at it more as a whole, it was was a weird one. It was a weird one because they looked – that lineup looked terrible, like so bad for – I think they didn't score a run for like 13 innings or something like that. They didn't score a run the entire first game, and then it was like halfway – through the second game until they finally put some points up. But when they did, I mean, they, they were able to put four runs up in the second game. And then 
I think it was something like 12 today and actually really handled the Rays, even though they didn't get the pitching that they did in those first couple of games. So weird series for the Marlins. Yeah. I think it was yesterday that the third game of the series, it was the Saturday day. Yeah. 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 Not, yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah. The, I mean, I think the Marlins are gonna. I mean, I know some people are pretty high on the Marlins in terms of they may finish fourth. They, they're they're pesky enough to finish fourth, but I think that lineup is just not good. I mean, you compare it to the other lineups in the. I mean, there's just no stud in the lineup. Um, so I mean, they they have solid pitching. Uh, they they try to improve their bullpen, but I just don't think they have any dogs in the lineup to to win above eighty games. So uh, yeah, I, I think yeah. yeah. And they're now they're dealing with um, the loss of Sixto Sanchez. Who knows how he, long he's going to be out? He struggled in his career a little bit with um, injury problems, and I think he has some shoulder inflammation. So they're they're definitely being very cautious with him right now. But who knows how long he'll be out? And that that kind of takes away from that that top three pitchers that could really hang with a lot of the teams in the NL East. The first two guys were awesome, and then. Um, Alicia Hernandez was the uh, most recent starter, and I, I don't he I don't even think he made it three innings. So, um, yeah, that that would be a huge loss for them if it's uh, if it's an extended absence. You know, let's let's go. All right, let's preview. We're gonna do another podcast after our week series concludes. So let's uh, preview a little bit as we 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 talked about a little bit earlier. The Braves and Nationals are supposed to play, and that's the probable pitchers will be Drew Smiley for Atlanta, and as you said, the uh, the but both the Braves and the Phillies will be blessed with the top of the rotation arms of each of the Nationals and the Mets. So Scherzer is going to be up for the Nationals and the Phillies, as you said, got got the Mets. Um, and that's going to – I think that's the more intriguing series. I mean, it's going to be curious to see how the Braves bounce back after getting waxed. Um, you, you'd hope they have a little bit of spunk. But uh, the Mets and Phillies, I mean, Mets, a lot of – I mean, Pakoda had them winning. A lot of computer rankings are very high on the Mets. So it's interesting to see Phillies coming off a lot of confidence from the weekend going – and I mean, that's just going to be fun baseball to watch. Yeah, and I'm really excited. Obviously – it's hard to get excited to go against DeGrom, but it's always exciting to watch him just because he's, he's on a different level. But it, it's gonna, it is going to be very interesting. The Phillies have their, their four and five starters coming up um, in Chase Anderson and Matt Moore. So those are two new guys to the ball club. It's going to be fascinating to see um, how they're, they're not – nobody's expecting them to do what Eflin Wheeler and Nola did. But keeping that – trend of just really solid starts would go a long way um and then just keep like competing with each other in within that rotation but yeah the the Mets the Mets lineup is going to be really interesting to see because we we talked about it a lot in our Mets episode the the stats were there individually last year but they were not able to put it together and score a meaningful amount of runs so who knows we haven't seen them yet this year it's gonna be really interesting to um to to see what they do and i mean it they could rock both of these phillies pitchers if we're being completely honest and and exactly and then the the phillies lineup who i mean the phillies did not have the best series hitting the ball um and them and they they i think the phillies had a lot of bad luck too with a lot of infield hits and 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting with Degrom. I is not Syndergaard's not going to be able to go, but Degrom is. I wonder. Well, yeah, Degrom, Carrasco, Carrasco and Stroman. And Stroman. So I mean, yeah, three solid pitchers to see how the Phillies bats bounce back. And the, and again, the Mets could smack both more. And as you said, Howard was pitching Game Five, or he's going to be. Oh uh, no, it's going to be uh, Chase Anderson. I don't know. I don't know if. I think Anderson might be next even. I don't know. But it's Anderson and Moore, one order of that. And then, thankfully, Nola will come back in. Yeah, for game last three. game against yeah. – uh, it'll probably be uh, Strowman, I'd have to imagine. And then, the, and then bouncing over to the Marlins this week, have you taken a look at their schedule? Uh, I actually have not, but I can look at that right now, see who they have. They have the Cardinals, so that'll be that'll be an interesting series. Um, bottom of the rotation for the, the Marlins there, um, and, and the Cardinals just dropped a series to Cincinnati. That that had a lot of tempers flying, fireworks there. Yeah, Castellanos and Yadier Molina. Yeah, it's it. that was I, I was taking a I was watching that uh, game three today on the side. You know, with the Braves and Phillies obviously on, um, but I was taking a couple of peaks in that game just because you had all those. You had the benches clear yesterday, and I mean, Castellanos just has such a sweet swing. Yeah, he yeah that that was it was that, so it'll be interesting um, to see how the Marlins do there. I don't think um, I, I personally don't really have high expectations for them, um, but they were able to put. Uh, some runs together this weekend. So who knows? Maybe they'll be able to surprise us all again this year over the ex- the long and again, I, I, I said it a couple episodes ago. I, the Phillies have a lot of 2018 Braves in them. I mean, nobody saw that team coming and winning the division. Um, so it's going to, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how this year plays out. I think they could make a couple of moves uh, to bring in a pitcher or two at, before the trade deadline if, if things keep going up but then again small sample size we just played three games so we don't know yeah, what I, the teams are yeah we've seen the the bullpen success of the phillies right now yes in a very small sample size they, they've only used four guys and those were four guys that a lot of people pretty much everyone was incredibly confident um going in um archie bradley's done it he's been there he's done it naris was they were confident enough to name him the closer. Um, Brogdon's a lot, a guy, a young guy that a lot of people are high on that Jose Alvarado. We we saw the good and bad of Jose Alvarado in that first game, but was able to survive a a pretty messy inning with no runs because people don't really want to stand in there when he's pitching because that that ball could go anywhere and it's going a hundred miles an hour and it's a lefty. But outside of those four guys, it's hard to say with, with, the Phillies uh, bullpen. It'll be interesting to see um, if we need to work more of them uh, in which we will. They, they, those guys will not, we won't be able to survive the whole season just pitching those guys. And Jose Alvarado is the only lefty right now. So I just went on a big tangent to say they will probably have to add a lefty reliever at some point in the season. <laughs>